want nobody fucking with me in these streets. Uh-uh. I don't want nobody fucking with me in these streets. Cause ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. There's nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to change the channel. We are controlling the transmission. You are now about to enter the adventures of Matt and Andy across the podcast dimension. So, yesterday, I got super super triggered <laughs> oh yeah it was yeah it was uh yeah, you get triggered about <laughs> well you know me i i'm pretty easy going i don't get mad too often but i was like livid yesterday this ruined my entire day i was in a bad mood all day because of this all so, right so get ready so i have a show going on this weekend nobody's gonna know what it is because we're like so <laughs> far ahead of when these come out but i have a show this weekend I I'm going to set up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's tomorrow's Wednesday. Going to set up. Show starts Thursday. Yeah. Monday morning, at eight a.m. I get an email from the organizers, and they say, "Oh, hey guys, uh, you got to pay eighty-five dollars insurance for the weekend." What? Excuse yeah. me. No, I was like. Nope, that's what? not how that's not what we're doing here. We don't like, do that. I was like, what? I mean, yeah. so and then in the email, so there's more context to it, and I'll let you decide. But I know I'd be shocked if you weren't with me on this one. So in that Hit same yeah. in that same email, they said we've been reminding you in our previous emails leading up to this, and I'm like, uh, okay. So I like went back and looked, and yes, it was there. I did see it. But, Matt, let me tell you, I signed up for the show three months ago, okay? Yeah. Paid, signed up. I went and counted. I've gotten 40 emails from them since I signed up. 40. Jesus and these And these aren't like, hey, guys, blah, blah. These are lengthy, lengthy, lengthy emails with so much information in them. It's like... Do you seriously expect everybody to read all that? I've got stuff going on. I've get like yours is one of how many emails I get a day. So like right. you, they can't expect us to read all of this. So this is a new thing this year apparently, okay? Like they didn't do it last year, so how would I know that this was going to be a thing, right? So oh man, so like it made me so mad. So like I emailed them and questioned them about it. I didn't hear back because I'm assuming they're like at the show getting all set up and stuff. So like I went ahead and paid it because like seriously at this point it's Monday. I'm setting up on Wednesday. I, like my accommodations are paid for. Like what am I supposed to do? Right. Right. So yeah. So I like that email that they sent on Monday morning, s- singling that out. Like if this is a new thing, that's fine. I have no problem paying it. But like that email that they sent, like singling it out, should have been sent months ago. Hey guys, we're having to charge you for this this year because like the money's not the issue. It's right. Eighty, like whatever. The money's not the issue. It's just like the way they handled it. They should have like. Uh. But anyways, well, also you you're have to make a decision that has to be yes because it's yeah right. And I mean, there could be like again, there could be the argument that well they mentioned it before. It's like, no, man, like it was like a single line and like so much information. I, I guarantee I'm not the only one, but right. also, also $84, $85 is a lot of money for some people, especially yeah. when they're already spending upwards of a thousand dollars to do this show between the $500 booth and however yep. much their hotel is gas, parking, food. So I, <laughs> Uh, so like this last show I was at this last weekend, I'm not kidding, Matt. There were there were some vendors that didn't make any money all weekend. No money. Yeah. So yeah, you see it. Yeah, you see so, it. So in that scenario, like, 
I was at a bad show. I can't afford $84. But yeah, so that like made me so mad. And I don't, I, I hate when these like shows just, I, well, first off, I've been doing this a decade plus. You've been doing it a, a, decade, dec- now. a decade now. Right, year. Who, yeah. who else, who, what other shows do that? None. I mean, None. like, it's such a, a small amount. It's usually the, if something has to change, right? It's like the, they'll eat the cost for the year, right? Mm-hmm. And then you'll see the price increase and the reasoning well, when you know, new tables go on sale for the exactly. next year. If they That's had usually just. usually the courtesy that most places give you. Exactly. You know? If they had tacked that onto the booth price, if I went to apply and it was like, hey guys, the booths are a hundred dollars more than last year. I would have been like, oh, oh, okay. Well, I wouldn't yeah. have questioned it. But like throwing yeah. something, especially the week of, like, give me a break. And yeah. what what this really boils down to is these convention centers have insurance. These yes, organizers, these organizers have insurance. So there's some- also contract like in our vending contracts there's like it specifically says that like damage to property is that you know yeah me being yeah so this is the organizers because i i'm gonna be at the same convention center here in a couple months for PowerCon. i've done this convention center multiple times i believe you have as well it's the columbus yeah the columbus convention center anyways so that's never happened before right so this is the organizers being cheap and putting the bill on us. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's just frustrating, dude. And this this whole show, like, it's a good show, and I hate it that this things are like this. But Good show, but I hate you. Yeah, yeah. The organizers are so out of touch. Like, they have no idea what they're doing. So, to, like, for your booth selection, you have to go in the middle of the day to, like, do a Zoom meeting. Tell me about this before. You have to do These a Zoom meeting. People. And you literally just sit there and wait for them to get to your name for you to pick your booth. And then, yeah. Matt, for your badges, instead of just showing up and being like, I'm checking in, it's like, here are your badges. You have to register online for some website and purchase badges for $0 and then put in your name. And, like, it's, it makes no sense. Yeah. Like, why? Why am I yeah. having to do all this? I'm getting We've so mad just thinking about it. I, I have a gripe as well. It's 2023. Yeah. Why do I have to print a contract so we you have my this. physical signature on it, <laughs> and then I have to scan it back and send it to you? Why? <laughs> There's DocuSign. Why are they doing this? <laughs> No, it's super frustrating. But yeah, that whole insurance thing. And like I said, I, I don't have a problem paying it. It's just the way that they went about it. And and Shelly put it best. Their failure to plan should mm-hmm. not be our emergency. No, it shouldn't. That's it. Like, because they're like, oops, forgot to send this. Because in the email, they're like, my apologies for sending this so late. It's like, seriously? Yeah. Seriously? Well, I guess my I just won't eat dinner this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, pick my spirits up. Give me something good. <laughs> well, I just I had a I had a, a realization. Yeah. Over the last couple of days, so like, I realized that I have a problem letting things go. Mm-hmm. And I was describing to someone why I don't really appreciate the Academy Awards, right? Okay. And then I realized it's because of like. American Beauty and Gladiator because I still think about how Gladiator got best picture over American Beauty. Wait a minute. I gotta let it go. I thought thought American Beauty got best picture. No, that was uh, Gladiator. Won an Academy Award. Seriously? Hell yeah. Yeah, no, it lost. (laughs) I didn't know that. I thought it won. Now, no. And ask yourself, like, is, uh, Endgame Bro- better than Gladiator? You just broke my brain. Yeah. Well, I was I just end, talking about Endgame's better than Gladiator. Yeah, Gladiator's fine. Apparently, it's good enough to get a sequel. But I was just talking to someone <laughs> the other day about this. Hell, it, 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 I mean, it really might. Scott. 
it like, might have been you. No, no, it's my cousin. Uh, we were talking about the Academy Awards because the, every year they have like a party where they watch all of them and like you know, which is a really cool yeah. idea. Like if I had friends, I would do that too. But yeah, one of we were those. talking. He was talking about like these questionable choices, and yes, Gladiator for sure. But do you remember when Black Panther got nominated for Best Picture? Yeah. Like yeah. Black Panther is great. It's a great movie, but how many Marvel Don't movies are better than Black we Panther? The, we just started the podcast. <laughs> we just we just got this launched. Uh, we can't say stuff like that yet. We don't have what? enough roots in the ground to withstand <laughs> a cancellation that you're inviting. We're, we're not talking about any of that. We're just talking about quality of movies. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's 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 weird. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think the Academy Awards is BS sometimes. But I agree. There are better movies. There are better. Like, I like, I love Black Panther. Yeah, but it is great. But there, there's, I mean, I like Gladiator, better. but yeah. American Beauty's better yeah. by like a long shot. Yeah, I had no idea that I yeah. thought that was I think, best... I, I think I got to let it go. I think it's time. You're going to have to let it go. I think it's been long enough. Like I'm just I gotta like, I gotta think of new reasons to hate the Academy Awards. You know? <laughs> and brand new ones. That that one's old. We gotta move yeah. on to greener, just, more hostile pastures. Just so <laughs> it's just snobs, man. They're, they're just a bunch of snobs with agendas. That's all it is. Yeah, it That's really is. is. But dude, it's so funny. <laughs> like while I was telling my story and while I was listening to your story. I, have, I had already forgotten the, what the episode was about, but then I picked, I picked it back up. About, yeah, I'm, we are I'm having not... so many problems. I don't think we know where we are anymore. We like because I have forgotten what episodes we've done and I've had to listen to them. And I was like, oh, yeah, that one was snacks. So, <laughs> yeah, like we're just we're. Yeah, it's like. Bubble gum like, and paper clips putting this like shit crab. together. Well, you know, when you were when you were doing like the movies on your previous podcast, like yeah, that's easier yeah. to remember because <laughs> yeah. you're you're watching something, but when it's something yeah. is like minuscule as snacks, <laughs> you're just like, What? Yeah. Anyways. We're talking we're talking how odd... are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were somebody else. Anyways, we're talking odd jobs this week. I guess. And, and and by odd jobs, we mean jobs that weren't our destiny. <laughs> yeah. Designers and illustrators. So like jobs that we had yeah. when we were younger leading up yeah. to this point, which I think both of us have some pretty unique yeah, jobs. Was... We've got the I'll standards the like I worked at a restaurant, but we've yep. got some pretty interesting ones between the two That's of us. That nah, was boring. A lot of yeah, people I was a, I was a, I was a cook yeah. at a restaurant, but uh Oh man, I'm like, I'm like crying already. <laughs> I need a tissue. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you worked. One of the more interesting ones that you had told me, because I think I think I know a lot of what you had, but uh, being mm-hmm. a caddy. Yeah. Being a caddy. That, that. I was a caddy at like the country club, right? It's like. The one you want to see in like movies or some shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, what's well, it? Like a big, co- big country club, then. Yeah, right. It's the country club of Lansing. I don't, I don't have a problem saying it. So yeah, yeah. I was there. Yeah. I did that job for seven years. That's a great crazy. job. I started when I was thirteen. I'd worked seven years by the time I was twenty. So that's wild. How about them? App? Yeah. I was. But I made fucking money as <laughs> someone that that young oh my god mainly so, it just i mean i'm sure you made minimum wage well and with that with the, at that point in time it was like oh it wasn't minimum wage no caddies got paid uh like a flat fee and depending like how good you were like you there was a ranking system for caddying okay so like there was like uh b and a caddies and that's what most mm-hmm. people were and then there was like captain caddies and honor caddies i was a captain so, caddy so i got paid a lot more than like uh b or a caddies so yeah, and then you got tips on top of that. Captain. So, <laughs> captain yeah, it was a captain. Can. Yeah, there was like 20 of us. Okay, and so... There was probably about like 100 caddies overall, and then like maybe 20 captains, and then like 10 uh, honor caddies, and the rest were Bs or As. So Okay, okay. So yeah. this flat rate, like, 
what's the, what's a flat rate? For... I think at the time for like me, this was be- this was like real long ago. This was a uh, uh, this would have been nineteen ninety three to two thousand. So I was getting like, uh, uh, so I was twenty two dollars was my flat rate for uh, like a day. Holes. Yeah, oh, but then I got. I see. Hit. I see. Okay. I got okay. on top of that. So usually, like, like an average eighteen holes was probably like eighty dollars. But then you'd have like, you know, days where it was like you were cat or you were like catting for like real rich people, and they were tipping. Well, I mean, just golfers in general are usually usually pretty. I mean, that's I guess that's presumptuous. Yeah, I mean, like, like the 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 difference in this type of society is fucking crazy. So it's like you have to imagine like this type of country club you're caddying for politicians. You know, that's yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. So that's would you why do like a ranking system? Would so, you do multiple like, it classifies like, you like who you can caddy for, kind of? Yeah. <laughs> would you way. do like yeah. multiple whole? Yeah, 18... I do two days. Yeah. Okay, like, so just like you do one, twenty-two bucks, do another twenty bucks. Okay, yeah, but that's interesting. Yeah, so it's like yeah, well, yeah, you're getting hundred. You know, no, for sure, for sure. Well, that's so. interesting because I would have, I would have thought that it would have been like hourly, but like when you're looking at ninety-three, what was the What's oh the my god wage in 93 like four dollars yeah it was like crazy little well, yeah when i started i started working i guess i was 15 so 2000 and hell i don't know early 2000s and it was like 625 you know i mean okay. but so i was a little i started when it I'll started like the minimum wage started going up a little bit you know i wonder what this statute of limitation is on something like this but caddying is all under the table so, is it You're yeah going to prison man yeah <laughs> oopsies all of it's under the so even like just like the flat 22 dollars is under the table yeah like i didn't oh, know what okay. a w2 was until i had a college job and i was like whoa okay <laughs> they gave me it and I, I just played dumb i was like oh thanks what the fuck is a w2 what is this what do i gotta do with this <laughs> You want so, my social security number? What? <laughs> but you also have to understand that, like, it's designed to be under the table because you need a worker's permit starting to work at 13. Like, you need a sign off for your principal from your middle school and your parents. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it, at 15, it just kind of stays under the table, you know? Yeah. <laughs> at, fif- at 15, when I applied, I, because I, see, for some reason, I always thought that, like, you had to be 16, but they're like, no, you can be 15. I was like, okay. Well, I want to get a job, but uh, I worked at a restaurant for three years, and it it was one of those things. Like when I started out at fifteen, like they uh, cut my hours pretty pretty small, which was pretty awesome. I remember working and being like, it was time for like tear down and like clean up at the end of that. I'm like, all right, guys, see ya. <laughs> and like I'd get to leave, yeah. and then I remember when I turned sixteen, I was like, all right, guys, see ya. And they're like, wait a minute, you have to stay and help now. I'm like, oh man so but 13 is like super young i could i I don't even know what i was doing at 13 not working and making tons oh man yeah just like i can buy a playstation this week yeah (laughs) well i mean when you're making that kind of money yeah so did you did you like save it all or yeah i mean i didn't work for like two and a half years of college so that's nice that's nice yeah i didn't have a job from like when i um when I graduated high school till like when I was almost a junior. So yeah. what did you, uh, what was the first thing you bought as soon as you got like that first, like the first chunk of money? I think it was like dumb shit. Like, Oh, me too. You're 13. <laughs> like what, what do you know what money is? Right. Just like what? Yeah. Andy. I, uh, Ninja turtles. There what? you go. My, my you know? first paycheck. I remember it was $130 and I bought a $130 Force FX lightsaber from Star Wars. I was 15. I was think, Oh man. I, I was so stoked. Yeah. Um, and I I ended up breaking it because I was like hitting it up against trees and stuff. Oh my god. Money well spent, let me yeah. tell you. Uh, 
I don't remember. I I think my parents wouldn't let me buy too much dumb shit. I think they were like pretty responsible about like me being, well, it was a summer job. I didn't work it during school. You know, there was like strict parameters of dates that I could begin and dates that I couldn't caddy anymore, you know? So, yeah. yeah. um, But yeah, I don't remember spending much of it. It's like, but I remember like being able to like buy my own snowboard equipment. You know, mm-hmm. like at a young age, like doing stuff like that, you know. So I think it was like if it was like something bigger, I don't think my parents had a problem with it. But then mm. if it was like you're not buying another mad magazine, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you have plenty of mad. You you yeah. have mad at home. Why do you need another one? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So my you know, like I did the restaurant thing. I worked at, uh, I brought this up on the, what episode was that? Parents thinking we're dumb. I worked with my dad at his plant for one summer where they made uh, carbide graphite. But uh, that job was fun because it was like real, we made a a ton of money. I think I was making, I was in high school, no? Yeah, I was in high school, like a senior in high school, like in between college. I made like $24 an hour or something like that. Something crazy for like my age. So I was like putting away money. I ended up, I had like 10 grand after the summer, but it was funny because there was three other students that were like, had like the summer job thing. And like, all right guys, we're going to draw straws to see what jobs you have. Okay. Okay. I drew the, I drew the short straw out of the four of them. I was like, Oh man, like I'm going to get like the worst jobs. It actually was the complete opposite. I ended up getting the best job that summer. I had to, there was like maybe 15 to 20 employees. So it's a huge plant that used to have like 50, 60 to hundred employees. But now there was like, like barely anybody there. I got to wash the wash house every day over the summer. So like the showers, the bathrooms, the locker rooms. So it was, I was, I was indoors all summer. While the people who drew the long straws who had the quote unquote better jobs were out like, in the sun, weed eating, mowing, oh. doing all this stuff. I bet and you the... they look like really nice leather now. Yeah, right? So <laughs> it was so funny because... Talking like, leather. I, Sorry. I, I had like all these uh, uh, this list of stuff to do. And the guy who would usually do that, like the actual employee, he came to me and he was like, Hey, this is a two-hour job. Make it eight hours. And I'm like, oh. okay. So like... I just sat in there. I read. I didn't like hardly anything. And then when I would hear the door open, <laughs> I'd, like jump up with a mop and start like mopping and stuff. Dude, I took naps. Like it ended up being an awesome summer. So I was getting paid like a yeah. ton of money to do like literally nothing. I was like <laughs> one of my odd jobs. Bro, like there's certain times where I'm like, why are people trusting me to do things? Like, I'm oh, just I not... feel that a lot. Yeah. Like, don't know. Even now, like I'm an adult and I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> you know, you don't want me to be doing doing that. Uh, but um, one, I, w- I ended up being like, like an assistant manager at a coffee shop. But well, I was 18. you were young then, too, right? Yeah, I was 18. <sighs> and I remember who's... having to like, who's giving who's giving <laughs> me this shit, right? right? And so like. I'm managing people that are like almost the same age as me because I was like kind of younger in high school, right? I'm like, this Mm -hmm. is fucking. What am I gonna do? Like, just like I'm doing my best, man. Just, just get some shit done and get get the hell home, right? But I remember one time, like the Red Wings were playing and they they got into the Stanley Cup and people were like, I had people, uh, really like anxious to watch the games. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna bury in a fucking TV so people will stop asking me if they can go home early. Here's a TV. Here's a game. We're all good. We're watching the wings. It's cool, right? <laughs> like I just okay. didn't I didn't want to be, ever be the manager that got in people's way. It's like, yeah, okay. I'm the cool manager, guys. <laughs> yeah. Is that so can you like chill out and do some work as long as you're here in the game and can see it occasionally? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't give a fuck about I mean, I was decent. Yeah, Whatever. but even, even... place. It got opened and closed fine. <laughs> right? Yeah, even now, like yeah, you're right. Like even now. Like some decisions are put on me and it's like, I don't think I should be making that decision because like I, I still feel like a kid. Like I still feel young. I feel still like I still feel like a dumb kid. 
You ever I, uh, get the get the feeling where like something happens and you like look around and you're like, oh shit, I'm the adult. I'm the one that's gotta yeah. I gotta <laughs> solve this. Yeah. Well, I, I worked at a, a greeting card company for three years. Three years? Yes, yeah, three years. And it towards the end, uh it was like around two thousand and what was it, two thousand thirteen when I left. So towards the end, I was still in college. I got like an intern. I I had an intern and I was like this feels weird. Like I feel Wait, like you had an intern? Yeah, like like there was <laughs> there was the art director and then there was me yeah. and like she the art director like she had kids and stuff so she would like not be there all the time so like I was like in charge of somebody and that just like felt weird. And even at the restaurant that I worked at I was like so good at like what I was doing. I was like above people that were like 40. <laughs> like like I was like 17, 18. So like it like felt weird that they're like, "Hey, like tell him to go do this." I'm like, "I don't know about that." <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can. <laughs> I don't know if I, I have I don't have enough this responsibility yet for this. No. Yeah, but dude, I I still I, I threw out a um I threw out a uh someone put in their application once at that coffee shop. And yeah. I, I threw it out because they wrote this in the bottom, like in the comment section. And it was like, I'm a very personable person. And I have good communication skills. And I was like, no, you don't. That's the most redundant sentence I've ever heard. Get the fuck out of here. And I threw it away. I uh, I was watching. Uh, you, you like, can't communicate well if you just took me. It took me a half hour to read that you can communicate well. I... Jesus. You're out of here. <laughs> People do that all the time. Like try to like say things to like sell. I'm, I'm sure I I'm sure I do it sometimes. We all do. It. We're all guilty of it. But I was watching. I was scrolling through like the Instagram stuff, and I, this scene from Shark Tank popped up, and it was this guy talking to the shark. He was like, "Yeah, my wife's father-in-law owns this business, and like we like work with him, and like he's like keeps talking, and then one of the sharks is like, "Wait a minute, that's your dad." <laughs> And he's like, my yeah. wife, my wife's father, my wife's <laughs> man. So like, just stuff to like make it sound more important or make it sound smarter. Father-in-law, man. Sometimes, like, don't you wish you were just in a plane and could punt someone out that doesn't have a yeah. parachute? Like, or if we just had like, we just built a giant rocket to just yeah. rocket us into the sun. <laughs> Yeah, you you failed today. You're the one that you failed, failed today. the human race. Oh man! So you told me about the caddy thing. Like, what? Yeah. Did you have any other like? Because like that one's really interesting, especially since you worked there for so long. Well, I was too. a concierge at a hotel, so and a driver. Oh yeah, a, okay. yeah. Drove people around, gave people where to go in Lansing. It's not hard, Lansing. And how old were you? How old were you when you did that? I was after college. It was like an odd okay. job I had for a couple years yeah so, well and then i drove the pilots out to the airport every night oh yeah that i yeah i remember you telling me about that yeah did, did you get tipped on that one yeah that's why i did it i didn't want yeah. any of the other shifts i told them i wanted the midnight shift so yeah i worked there from like two until midnight like four days a week and then yeah come home do artwork for a little bit you know okay so yeah i uh I don't yeah i'd get like that. 50 fucking tips a, a night just from the pilots just for like it's pretty good driving them to their like to the airport and back i didn't really do anything i talked to them they tell me some stories i asked yeah. them like what's the scariest thing in in flying and uh they said the lightning right Ooh. and i was like oh yeah and like and they're like well the plane's designed to take a lightning strike but in certain conditions, they can be flying and they can see the electrostatic being built up on the nose of their plane. So it's just like a ticking time bomb of an uh, like electrical strike coming from the nose of the plane. Oh, so like, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, they can see it building up on the tip of the plane. I'm like, that's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> like, you're just like seeing electricity, like electricity on the nose of the plane, like building up, ready to go. Boom. Right. Yeah. So that's crazy. Shelly and I have been flying a lot lately. She's got like all the credit cards like getting miles and points and stuff uh we've had some pretty scary turbulence before but did i've you never know, had like, turbulence did you know that no. planes have a plane has never gone down because of turbulence i didn't know that that's surprising yeah, yeah i know well like she showed me i can't remember i'll have to find it but she showed me like this diagram explaining what turbulence is 
And it's like, oh, well, when you look at it that way, it's not that scary. But uh, but we were coming into Baltimore one time, and like I swear the plane dropped like 20 feet. Just like, burn. people were crying on the plane. It, it, it was like a snowstorm, and people okay. were like, scared. It, it was scary. Shelly was pretty shaken scary. up. Yeah, but... Um, uh, now that The concierge job was the first job I ever got fired from. So, you got surprisingly. Fired? I've yeah. never been fired. I'm a good worker. Yeah. I've been I'm fired twice. Kind of. All right. Well, well, what did you do? I got fired from uh, that apparel, print apparel company. That that was the thing. Virginia. So yeah, that was. But I didn't get fired for that. I, I don't even know exactly why. I you got should fired. get. You should get an award for Virginia. Yeah, I should. West Virginia. Year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you don't uh, know so why you got fired? Uh, not really. Huh. I, I didn't understand. Like I didn't get reprimanded before. And then suddenly like, out. You're fired. So it's a bummer. Yeah, I mean, they they said that I was underperforming, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. At the same time, it's like I, I'm only as good as like the art direction that I'm given. Sorry, I'm a tool to be used. You that's, know, that's a good point. They weren't utilizing oh. you properly. Yeah, so, they weren't using um, your body like they yeah. should have been. <laughs> Use me. Uh, what was the other one you got fired for? Oh, uh, well, that was a concierge job that I got. Fired oh, yeah, from. yeah, yeah. Did, did you, uh, <laughs> what'd you get fired for that one? Oh, it's just because it's, you know, I'm not seasonal, always the most agreeable person, right? Okay. And, you know, I can stick up for myself. So you mouthed off to someone important. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Knowing you, that's not surprising. But hey, man, you should stick up for yourself. Like, you should never be afraid, like, to stand your ground for something that, like, you truly believe in, right? Well, yeah. Well, you know, it wasn't going to be at, uh, you know, as a concierge at a local hotel. You know, you so. could have been. Hey, man, if you'd stuck around, you could have been Captain Concierge. <laughs> oh my God, people. Yeah, right. Captain Concierge at your service. When it goes to uh, go play some putt putt or the real thing. You know, Captain Concierge. Oh man, no, I uh, I know you. So you did concierge golfing, and I know you worked at Red Robin as a waiter. Yeah. Did you know that I've never had a job where I've been gotten tips? Oh, most of my jobs, a lot of my jobs were for tip based. Yeah, yeah. So like, I don't know like the joy or like the anticipation of like, oh man, I did good. I think I did a good job. Like, what did they tip me? Uh, well, I mean, but... it's like squeezing the system, right? That's basically what it is. You know, like the yeah. I got paid a wage as a concierge, but it's like if you're looking at like, you know, 80 to 150 bucks in tips a week, like that's a lot. That's almost rent. That's a lot of money. You know, and you have the, to wait yeah. for that, you know, so the uh, the restaurant that I worked at, it was more of a, a I wouldn't say five star but it's like an upper scale. Like people go there for prom, special occasions, anniversaries. Like it's you know it's a yeah. nicer place. So those waiters and waitresses were bringing in like six to eight hundred dollars a week in tips. Oh, I believe it. Like they were like they were like pulling up in like brand new like Mustangs and stuff. It was like wild. Because I mean, when your bill's like over a hundred dollars every time, you know, you're like racking it up. I, I mean, yeah, even at Red Robin. You know, if you can turn tables really quickly, like that's a really mm -hmm. good money even there, you know, so. Yeah. Get them the hell out of there. But here's oh, a Valentine's tip. Day serve it as a server at Red Robin. Oh, kind of depressing. <laughs> it takes their date to Red Robin. A lot of people do. A lot of people. Oh, it, man. It's a packed night. It is packed. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, hey, do each their own the, speech. No judgment. Yeah. Hey, Thank hey, you. no judgment. I'd say, hey, I've had judgment. I, in, in high I school, I had to take my date. Judgment. So, yeah, I'd, I had to take my date to Captain D's on Valentine's Day because I didn't book where? something. I forgot. Captain D's. Is this like Long John Silver's? Oh, oh, you know what Captain D's is, right? No, I'm from Michigan. <laughs> We don't oh, that's know what right. things are. Hold up. Do you know what Long John Silver's is? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's it's the exact same thing as Long John Silver's, but it's called Captain D's. Yeah. Like fried Sometimes fish. Sometimes you got to forget that like Michigan's an alien planet to the states around it. So. 
It's true. It's really true. That's a that's another episode <laughs> altogether. That'll be a yeah. thing. That'll be a topic. But uh, but here's a quick tip for all you people out there doing conventions. A tip uh for tipping. If you run Square, turn on the tipping option. And like when people are like they pay and then like hey sign this. So when you hand them the thing Don't and they sign it, they that. why they have I... the option to tip. Yeah, but everybody's Listen, man. doing that. Everybody. What do you like, mean everybody's you doing give that? Give me a tip for this. I'm not begging Pour for a tip. Coffee and when I when I you. hand it to them, hey, when I hand it to them, and they go to sign it, there's an option right above the signature. If and like, yeah, people don't do it, and some people do. But dude, like, I've left a convention weekend and made like hundred dollars in tips because people are like, yeah, like, are some people have even like, hey, am I able to tip you? Do you not have the tip thing on your square? No. Setup? No. Dude. All right, man. I'm <sighs> talk about something. I'm going to pull no, this up. No, don't do this. I don't. I'm going to no. pull this I up. Have to str- I have to stand firm in my beliefs of not doing this to people. You're going to. You just hold your horses. No, it's not doing anything. They have the option. This is I not a service. I, I, we just exchanged goods. This is not a service. It's a serve. Dude, if people like art, dude, listen, this year alone, I've made $468 in tips. Stop shaking your head, man. There's nothing wrong with it. Stop. Ju- hey, hey, look, look, don't say anything. You can shun this, but I'm still shunning you about going up to a, a self checkout with a full cart. <laughs> so, There's to no each. There's no fucking sign. There's a sign. There's a sign. I'll follow the rules, but I am going through that fucking self checkout. All right. There's no sign. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask for tips. I'm not begging for anything. Anyways, so another one of my odd jobs, which is a pretty interesting job, and I don't know if I've told you about this. I worked at a news station as a cameraman for three or four months, and. I was the one who did. You, you've seen how? I just applied. Just throw in the application. <laughs> I knew some people, it, right? You're you, like, I what? You saw the job listing? Like, how do you even know about? Uh, I think. I, I feel like someone might have been like, "Hey, we're hiring," and then I, I I put in an application. I think that was it. But it was a cool job. It was really neat. You remember in Wayne's World when they're like, "All right, five, four. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 that's real. That's real. You actually do that, but it's really cool. So, I got to run the camera, and then I also got to run the teleprompter some. Yeah, and I kid you not, Matt, because I did the. It, I had to be there at four thirty a.m. and I left at a. I left at around uh, twelve thirty. I did the twelve thirty show and the morning show. I fell asleep during the teleprompter one time. Oh my god. <laughs> Because the teleprompter is really boring, so you're just sitting there, kind of moving it with them, and like as they read it. And I, I like fell asleep, and like someone was like, "Hey, hey!" And I was like, "Oh!" So I had to like catch up and like figure it out. Uh, so that was uh, nightmare inducing, but it was a lot of sitting around. So we did like the morning show, and then we would just sit around for hours, and then we would do every weather updates every 30 minutes so like i was just like sitting there we'd watch the today show every day because that's what was on like at that early but uh but the funny thing is is where i worked has since become a meme okay and you might know this so have you ever watched on youtube i know you have you've gone down the rabbit hole uh, i am so far down route have you I, ever watched oh. like funny news like reporting like things that have happened Dude, are funny australia has got the best morning show anchors on the planet really yeah really they so got, just a lot of craziness down there yeah yeah have, have you ever seen the clip of the woman going an officer was slain over the weekend and they're holding a memorial and their name is they start to study like d d d d d d d d that's the new station that I worked at. Oh, <laughs> DD Mega Doo Doo. D 
Dee Dee Mega Doo Doo, and she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Deetra something." Dee Dee Mega Doo Doo. Dude, when I watched that, I looked down in the corner and I was like, "Oh my god!" That was after after I had left. But dude, wow, I was I was home a couple weekends ago. I was like. I don't my, like some I was home for some reason and uh we were watching the news with my parents the way where, where I worked and she's still there. <laughs> wow. She's, she the is still there. Her, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what I was going to tell you so the clips at the at the beginning of the podcast find the DD Mega Dudu and throw that in there. So everybody's got like context. Uh but yeah, I worked there for about 3 or 4 months and then I ended up leaving to move to Lexington. So. All right. Yeah, but it was a, it was a neat job. It's it it was a weird one. That's like I would never have thought of that or thought to do that. Work at a news station. So I worked at um I worked at uh well, I mean, we've mentioned it uh, I I guess I'll go out and say it. I don't know. I don't give a shit anymore. This is so long ago. It was a blockbuster. They're not even around anymore. So they decide to come you're after me. You're trying. To, you're afraid Blockbuster's gonna come after you. They, They're they dead, make puzzles. Bro. They make puzzles in those Blockbuster boxes. I've seen them. Uh, yeah, there. But so I worked at Blockbuster for like four months. It was an okay job. The perk at the time, though, because it was before Netflix, was like you could have like ten rentals out. Yeah, which is pretty sweet if you love movies, you know. But was this was was this like in the DVD era or you're still VHS? This is in the DVD to Blu-ray. Blu-ray is like starting to come out a little bit, you know, Um, but. uh, But yeah, like rental stores, I think were just still VHS and and DVD, but um, yeah. (laughs) I started not liking it, so I was like, I think I'm going to get out and then I got a different job, but um. My manager, I don't know, like we just like there was like some sort of animosity going. So I was like, whatever. And she's kind of like being obnoxious and treating me like shit a little. So I was kind of like annoyed about the whole job, but I was leaving mm-hmm. anyways. Just like whatever. And so like we could give out comps, right? But we weren't really supposed to give out comps like for a free rental or something. We had yeah. like limits. I remember like my last day. I was in like a pretty good mood. It was just a normal shift. Like I'm just, you know, gonna clock in, do the job, get out of here, right? Get out mm-hmm. of everybody's way. And um, I don't know what got into me, but there was some sort of we- like weirdness that happened between my manager and like before the shift started. And I took offense to it, right? So okay. now this is when stand hit- up for yourself. Yeah, this was when my passive aggressiveness really starts coming forward. Yeah, you know. And so uh, it was my last day. Hitch had just come out uh, as a rental. So it was like big weekend. Was, yep. Big weekend for Blockbuster. A lot of rentals coming in. So it was like, but at the time they had the no late fees going on mm-hmm. and the guaranteed in stock or it's free. I don't know why they had them at the same time. But so it's like you have a high probability that Hitch is not going to be rented halfway through the night. Yeah. And there's going to be a to give comps but you don't really want to let people know about that they just you want to let them know that they can run it a different day because yeah, the word yeah. gets out people are just be like oh rain check please right <laughs> but that was actually my goal i made that my goal i was like i want to give out a bunch of comps for what my manager did to me before the shift right <laughs> that was like that'll, that was that'll show was like i'm gonna give out comps comps galore you want yeah. hitch it's a free rental today because we don't have it in stock but it's guaranteed in stock or it's free so would you basically, like a rain check for that? Basically, yeah, I would tell was people like, that. Would tell even if they that. didn't even want it. Yeah, if they were renting horror movies, I was like, hey, did you know like Hitch just came out, guaranteed in stock, or it's free? We don't have any. <laughs> Do you want to like, see it? It's like, no, but it's free, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. by the end of the night, it was like, we had to go around, like, cash out our drawer and everything, and like, tell our manager how many comps we gave and it's like people are going around and it was like three i gave out one I didn't were you nervous any. were you nervous yeah people were all in the single digits and then they like got to me and she's like how many comps did you give out and i was like 27 
<laughs> and I was like, and that was like the last thing I said. I was like, well, it's been great at working with everyone. But that was my last. Shit. So you ducked out like right yeah, immediately. At- like two minutes later, I was like, shirt was off, and I was walking home. So wow. I know, mean, I, I know you mean. I know you mean the. Uh, I know you mean the blockbuster shirt, but I just. I just picture you just walking out shirtless. Yeah. With your oh yeah. Hell high. <laughs> Huh. You know? Oh man, dude, I yeah. Do you? I, I know we had like family video, like like. There's the cat. I knew this day was gonna come. Get out of here. So, uh, do you miss video rentals places? Because I know we have like streaming oh. and stuff, but I have a feeling that they're gonna come back. I do miss them, and here's why I think they're gonna come back. Right? It's nostalgia like, now. It's nostalgia, but it was also like there was like a lot of community in a video store. That's like not mm-hmm. there now. Like you'd mm-hmm. run into people at a video store and make plans with them right then, right? Like, oh shit, you know, whatever. But also, Jesus Christ, it's becoming more and more expensive to rent movies online, right? It's like yeah, it is six, seven dollars now for a rental, or if you want to buy it digital, it's like twenty five. I don't well, know, at that man. Point, it, well, you know, like we've we've rented stuff before where it's like, well, hell, you might as well just buy it for the price that you're paying to rent it. Yeah. But some, there's something there's something about going into a video store that's just like it feels so good it feels like the good ones had everything right you get your popcorn you slurpees and shit and it's Mm -hmm. like everything was there you could just Mm -hmm. literally like if you only had the energy to go to a video store you could have like a pretty awesome night (laughs) no yeah well it's just like Something about being able to, I, I know, I know streaming's the same, like, oh, I can see everything and there's more options, but something about being able to see everything and like touch it, flip it yep. over, read the back and then like to walk out with something. But dude, we, how, how, how many times would you go into a video store? You're like, I don't know what I'm going to rent. And then you spend like 20 minutes and you come out with like two or three movies, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're just like, I don't know what I'm in for. Right. Mm-hmm. But hey, whatever. We'll check these well, out. There's a lot of this. There's a lot of decision fatigue with streaming too. Whereas like with, with video rental stores, it's like you pick it, that's what you got, you know? Yeah. Whereas like you just look and you look and you look and you're like, screw it. I'm just going to go watch. <laughs> I'm watching, I'm doing King of the Hill right now. <laughs> like I, I can't find yeah. things to watch. I was like, I guess I'll just keep watching King of the Hill. But, but no, there's a, yeah, there's something about a video store. And I think you were like me. I was in a family we grew up and we watched a lot of movies every weekend, every weekend we would rent like two or three movies and watch them and have like a good weekend, like the popcorn, the candy. And that was just like such a good feeling to like go into the weekend, like after school to like go in. Oh yeah. Yeah. That whole experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I like, I think that there's like a possibility for like small mom and pop places in certain cities to like open up a video rental or of their own and like be successful i honestly yeah because like i think michigan was one of the last holdouts we still had family videos everywhere you you had it for a long time since i've known you yeah Mm -hmm. because like you would come up and visit and like yeah we'd go to the like to the video rental store and get like a stack of movies for the weekend and it was like what like 15 bucks and we'd have like yeah a dozen dude we got got some pretty epic stacks uh, speaking of stacks of movies, uh, our local library, have you ever gone to like your local library and like check out, like, do they have movies there? I know they have like a really awesome music collection, but I don't know if they have movies. They probably do. Dude, our library has like blockbuster video selection of movies and it's free. You, like if you have your, you just go in and like, I think you can have like five or six at a time, but during like, right when COVID hit this, I was in the library, like looking for some movies for the weekend when they got the word, like we're being shut down. It's COVID we're being shut down. So one of the ladies came up with me and she was like, Hey, we're being shut down. Take as much as you want. And I was like, uh okay so like there was like two or three of us looking at the movies and i had like a stack of like 30 movies <laughs> that i walked yeah. out with oh yeah <laughs> yeah but uh but no i think you're right i think they'll come back eventually because i mean nostalgia is like hitting hard right now and dude we're at a point in time when vinyl records are outselling cds yeah it's yeah wild. there's a different type of quality to it mm-hmm. it's almost like you have to take better care of it right it's less yeah. disposable more mm-hmm. of an investment mean something more 
It know? does. And you get like a big piece of art. And I think that I don't know if dude, people are still like people are like racking up on VHS tapes. I don't agree with that because yeah. I mean, like what what no, you're doing, because you're like yeah. buying all these like collector's editions of like movies and stuff. Oh, and, I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, like, get, like it's like the same thing with the records. It's like a cool piece of art. It's special, you know. And then, like, man, jumping into some of these commentary tracks on some of these like super B, real shitty movies, it's like a really enjoyable experience because these guys are like crazy to begin with. And then it's like, yeah, reminisce yeah. on your like cocaine fever dream from the eighties, <laughs> right? Yeah, so, yeah. Oh man, um, what the hell was this week's episode about again? <laughs> Talking about jobs. <laughs> no, no. Uh, did you ever? Because like, I was big into movies. Like, we made movies. Uh, were you like at a like at an age where you're like, I'm gonna work at a movie theater when I grow up? Did you ever think that? Oh, I went the distance. I I went to college to get like a business degree because I had the idea as a teenager to open up a movie theater with a liquor license. Now it's pretty common. It is, like, I think they all have it now. But like in the late 90s, that wasn't so common, you know? Yeah. Damn. So, missed opportunity there. Missed opportunity. Yeah, I had like drawn out like the marquee and everything. I was going to take wow. it super serious. That's cool. I was going to figure out a way yeah, to do it. I think that's like one of those things where it's like we have these ideas of like what we're going to do. And then we end up working at a news station. <laughs> we're caddies. <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah, I uh did you ever have like a job that you applied for that you didn't get that you're bummed out about? Yeah, like marketing jobs at like yeah. uh, so like later in life stuff. Yeah, like at like other for doing jobs that I was like already similarly doing. I had applied mm -hmm. for like big time shit and I was like, Oh yeah, that's all right. So yeah, yeah but, it's I mean at that point in our careers, we probably shouldn't have been hired. <laughs> you know, probably. But... I would say for because it was like I was applying for like bigger stuff in like the beer and liquor label. Oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I, I had already been three or four years into Old Nation stuff, and like mm, a couple okay, years. Okay, okay, okay. So I got gotcha. you. I hear you. I hear you. Another more intensive, like Old Nation is like really fun to design, was fun to design for, but it's all just in like a template, right? So mm -hmm. there's very limited space, but there was a different liquor leader, uh, liquor company that was doing like a whole bunch of like fifth, fifths of, you know, like really expensive vodkas, gins. Mm -hmm. And that guy, I got to be like fucking wild with like foil and engraving and like we're picking out this type of paper because it's got this feel and you know so thinking outside like, of the can yeah, it was like complicated <laughs> like oh does this look right you know you go yeah. through like multiple rounds of like print testing you know mm -hmm. so like stuff like that where it was like oh this is like yeah you'd spend like a hundred dollars on a fifth like that's yeah. what i wanted i was going yeah. after something yeah. like that. So, i uh when I moved to Lexington, so <clears throat> it was 2009 that I moved to Lexington. And, you know, I was already, I had two years down at community college. So I was like already in like designing and stuff. But I applied for just like anything I could put my hands on, like uh, print places, design places. And like I didn't really hear back from a lot of them. So I was like realistic about it. I was like, okay, if I, you know, I'm going to apply for these, but if I don't get something, I'm going to apply for something reasonable. So I applied to Best Buy and I had an interview because like I always thought like movies and like, oh, yeah. CDs, like it'd be cool to work at Best Buy. I didn't get the job. So I, I was kind of bummed about that. But I applied to uh, Office Depot. Yeah. And I got that job. But before I started, I was walking through campus and I found there was just like literally on a post-it board, like, Hey, work at a greeting card place. And I was like, I'll give it a shot. And I applied and I got that job. So I never actually had to work at office Depot. So dodged oh. a bullet there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I worked. I also worked uh, for a friend of ours, uh, Chris <laughs> in a produce department. Yeah. So, was that uh, fun? Uh, I, it, well, there was a lot of shenanigans to be had. I should actually, before I get into them, 
uh, which might be it should be an episode for everything that happened there. Hey, if it, if it's an I episode, save it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I I should ask him if, if it's uh, okay. If it's okay to clear anything, like get it all cleared before I go on the radio and yeah. broadcast to an audience. So, but yeah. I've told you some of the stories. You've They're told pretty me crazy. They're pretty so. crazy. But but you know what, dude? Like looking back at it, we did some dumb crazy stuff at like these jobs that we worked at you know and like at the restaurant i worked at i remember one night there were no managers uh like kitchen managers or like front staff we had an egg fight in the kitchen like during closing that's like throwing eggs at each other like (laughs) and i mean yeah, it was awesome. It was so much oh my fun. God. I got I got to clear from I got I got to I got to talk to Chris. Chris, if you're listening, you'll probably have a phone call much earlier than when the rest of the audience hears us. But yeah, there's some like fucking crazy shit that happened there. This, Not even this, that I did. Just like shit, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> did, uh, does Chris listen to the podcast? Has yeah, he, said? he did. Yeah. He better. Chris, oh, yeah, let's like talk let's... about our like a, a listener. Well, yeah, yeah, let's just like put them on blast. Hey, Jay, how are you liking um, this? Does this, yeah, do you think of this <laughs> part of the podcast right now? Huh? Can you give us some feedback oh. about what you're hearing? How does this sound? Does my voice sound okay, Chris? Yeah, what let me your know. Your whole thing, like Chris, you <laughs> oh, know, man, they feel but... good. Or are you like, please shut the fuck up? I'm tired of hearing my name. I can't believe you're bringing me up so much. Um. <laughs> Oh yeah, but yeah, get that clear. That'd be that'd be a fun conversation. Um, yeah, but yeah, do you just like being young and dumb at jobs? I think one thing looking back that I wish I had known sooner, because you know, you get older, you you learn things. You learn like, okay, I'm not going to put up with this, or I'm not going to put up with that. Yeah. I, I wish that when I was younger, I you did it sooner. No, well, you, yeah, I, I wish that I had the realization that it's just a job. It's just a yeah. job. You can get another yeah, one. Yeah, don't, like, don't worry about getting fired. Yeah, yeah, because, like, you know. You, you got a little bit of a safety net. Yeah, when you you're getting that paycheck. You know. And I'm, but, I mean, there there were times when, like, I, when I worked at the restaurant, I I was like, hey, you know, I, I want to get moved up. I want to go. I want to be a grill cook. And they, like, literally said to me. Why would we move you up when you're so good at what you do where you're at? Like, that sucks, man. Like, I would have been like, all right, well, see ya. But And that's when you start taking your shit while you're on the clock. Yeah, dude, I when I worked at the plan, I pay for it. Dude, funny story. Me and this other guy, there were some times like this is at the plant when we would have to go weed eat and stuff. And uh we would go out and weed eat. We'd drive, and it was such a big plant. Like you're not gonna weed eat all that. It was just busy work. But we parked the truck. We were far away from everybody. We parked the truck. We were just like, "Dude, I'm tired. Let's just take a nap." <laughs> so we just like out in the open, sleeping in this truck. And here rolls up the plant manager. <laughs> they like pull over and they're like, "What are y'all doing?" And we're like, "Taking a nap." <laughs> so they're like come see us in the office. And we're like, oh, man. But they, they're they like, you're not going to do it again, are you? And we're like, no, ma'am. <laughs> but yeah, we did. We slept so much there. It, it was ridiculous. Uh, yeah. But... No. <sighs> yeah, I've done a lot of dumb shit where it's like, you shouldn't be getting away with that at plenty of jobs, right? Yeah. Uh, like, caddying was one of them. Where it's like, if you were... Man, it's like, do I say it? Do I not? I don't know. It's like some some golfers would like give you cigars, you know. Maybe Dude, that like... was how long ago? If you're talking ninety three, that's well, it was like they that's yeah, thirty they years you... ago. That's thirty right, years so like, ago. Yeah. Well, there was like this like uh, it wasn't like a it's like off hole nine, so it was like halfway through, right? But then it like would hit like you know you would loop back towards this like kind of like area where you could get something something to eat like a couple times through 18 holes but yeah mm-hmm. like i remember so many golfers i don't know if like i had a began a reputation but like word got out and i would only caddy towards the end maybe like the last three or four years for like mm-hmm. four or five people right 
uh, it was just the same people all over and over again. I was not caddying like, oh, here, Matt, you're taking so-and-so. It's like, oh, they're golfing today. I'm caddying for them, you know? So, but, uh, yeah, they would start giving me, like, beer in huge styrofoam cups. So, like, oh, the, like. <laughs> so, how old were you? I would have been, like, 17, 18. Okay. You know? Dude, just so. dumb kid stuff. That's pretty funny, though. So, but then one one day I had to start training younger caddies. Yeah. And like one of the golfers didn't know what was happening. So he said something where I was like, oh, Matt, you want one? And he was like pointing at a beer. And I, and I, and I look at the caddy and I, I had I threatened the <laughs> life out of that kid. So you threatened the life out of this child. who's yeah, just like got this job. <laughs> I'm like to him, I'm like a giant. I'm like, I'm an adult. Right. Yeah fucking threatened him i never got in trouble so he never said really? shit <laughs> so. dude here's here's something messed up so when I, again back at the restaurant so you've worked at a restaurant and you know the kitchen staff there's like a lot of druggies and stuff back there who we refer oh to as, as as lifers who are like yeah i'm gonna move on you're gonna be there forever. And, that's missing like and, half and, the no, and no offense that's fine but there was a lot of druggies at where i worked and it's a restaurant was, it's a restaurant. Yeah, that's your it's expected. So I remember one time, kind of or probably the first year that I was there, like I had or no, maybe the second. Anyways, I had my car. I was a young, naive kid. And one of the grill cooks came up and was like, hey, man, like, I don't have my car. Like, I live down the road. Like, I need to get my medicine. Can you like run me up there? And I'm like, sure. Because I'm like, I'm like, super easy going. I'm like, yeah, no problem. So I run him up there runs in, runs back out, and I take him back. And I remember, it took me a minute to be like, oh, that's what happened. So the kitchen manager, like, reamed his ass. Like, I guess I took him somewhere to buy drugs. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. So she, like, lit into this guy. And, like, I saw it, but, like, I didn't, I was, like, too young. I was like, what's going on? So it wasn't, like, later until I was like, oh, I guess... I guess I went to like a drug den, <laughs> but it was just like some house. He just like ran in and ran out. But that's wild, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. That is wild. I was like playing catch up for a second. I was like, wait a minute. Okay. All right. I'm a drug mule. <laughs> yeah. I I, I'm, a, I'm a I'm like baby driver, but for <laughs> life or drug addicts who work in kitchens. <laughs> for some shake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, dude, so I don't know. I think this is a this is a good stopping point. I think we've kind of covered it all, but I don't know if you heard Floppy Fish was going ape shit upstairs there for a minute. Did you hear that? No. Dude, so for everybody else out there, my cat has this cat toy called Floppy Fish. And when Matt and I are playing games, like I can't hear what's around me because I have like headphones on. But I'll, I'll like hear this faint like I'm like, what is that? Matt usually hears it before me. So I'm like, oh, my God, she's because well, it's so loud. But it's like so loud. I'm wearing like noise canceling. Headphones, yeah, but right? you can hear it because you can like, hear everything like, around me. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like and like I heard it while you were telling one of your stories. And I was like, oh, my God. And she's gotten to the point where she just like hits it for attention. She's not playing with it. She's like tap. And then she'll just stare at me like pay attention to me. So I apologize. I was about to like crack up like, Oh my God, I hope he doesn't hear it. But anyways, it was, it was so loud. I hope Shelly didn't wake up from that, but if she did, whatever. Well, who cares? Who cares? Uh, <laughs> but anyways, so no, I, no. Uh, uh, yeah, the floppy fish is funny. Floppy fish is funny. It's, it's become more funny now than, anything but a little yeah. bit annoying so <laughs> i feel like every every week i think like we have a hard time like cutting this, like how to end this <laughs> no no we don't no we we don't no, no. i feel like you i do, do. i do. do i do i have a problem with it dude like when i'm like talking to people do you remember when i first met you and You're i was like awkward like dude yeah, it so, is so fucking rare that there's like someone else in the room that's more awkward than me, but then it's like, hello, here comes Andrew Heath. One of and my we were talking, we were having a conversation. It was like in fucking Madison, Wisconsin, maybe. 
And I think it was like, Columbus. He actually, like a robot. And then, like, you're like, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go now. And then just like walked away. And it was like, yeah, that's how I. It's like uh, before we bye. had this, like this show. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. And then I, I just like walk over 20 feet and just stand there like an idiot. No, yeah. so many things is gonna be like for the podcast. Like, oh man, I think I left the oven on. <laughs> I better get out of here. Or, oh, I think my pizza's ready. <laughs> Why can't we just end it? Why can't we just like, okay, I'll see you later. All right, this man. It's so much harder. It's just like well, leaving. It's like, wait, now I. What's my escape plan? What's I my haven't. Plan? I haven't thought of my scene. What are my lines? What are my lines? Line. Or, oh, yeah. dude, I, I hear the doorbell. My pizza's been delivered. We have a mutual friend that when we play games with him, we'll be playing in the middle of a game. You know who I'm talking about. We'll be playing yeah. in the middle of the game, and we don't play with him that often, but when it, we'll be playing middle of the game, and he's like, oh, guys, my pizza's ready, and he'll just leave mid-game. We're like, yeah. what? My spaghetti's done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or I'm in the middle of cooking. Spaghetti. I'm in the middle That's of cooking. Spaghetti. Oh, my, my pizza's being delivered. We're gaming, bro. Like, we got doing? people to kill. We got like, you know, enemies to destroy and obliterate. You know, Stans and Steves of the worlds have got to be sent back to the lobby. Gotta yeah, get but pizza, though. Yeah, that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. Anyways, my, uh, my pizza's oh. done, so. Oh, okay. <laughs>